1: Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Greatest Show on earth, The Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, and today I got a live one. But before we start this episode, I would like to advise all the listeners and the watchers to please subscribe, rate, leave that five-star uh, review, do share, do all those things. We're really trying to run those numbers up in 2023. So if y'all could do all those things, like I said, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And today, getting right into the show. So I got a, uh, a guy that if you a, if you a fan of Millionaire Mindsets, you got to be familiar with this guy because we had him on. I think this will be his third time. The Third, third time. time. But he solo this time. Usually he has his beautiful wife with him, but today he's here solo. So he gonna bring some value. This is my guy Anthony Herzog. Welcome back to the
0: show, bro. Appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate you having me. Shout out to see you in this suit, man. Looking real clean, real crispy, as uh, the young people say. Thank you, thank you, brother. I said I, uh, I've been
1: saying on other older episodes. I said as I approach thirty, when I hit thirty, I'm gonna start dressing more professional, sleek, and clean. And I was like, today I got a suit. I got a reason to wear it, so I'm going to wear it. So, yeah, so getting right to the show, man. So for the people who may not heard the other episodes mm-hmm. he was on, do you mind just giving
0: some brief background on yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll change my introduction this time. So number one, I am a husband of seven years. I am a father of a 10-month newborn. Um, I am a son. Um, I have two younger brothers. And on the business side, I've been an entrepreneur for five years now. Uh, our story started with us paying off $114,000 of debt in 23 months with me and my beautiful wife, Janilka. And then after we paid off our debt, we started a cleaning business, and our cleaning business has reached $1.5 million in less than five years. Our, our students have done over $8 million in the cleaning industry without cleaning any homes, and we teach people how to do the same. And uh, just a father now, so that's the best part about it.
1: You know when, when people hear that the first thing they're gonna say because you said without cleaning any homes the first thing because i like i said i was talking to my brother before i got here he was like how he got the cleaning business a million dollar cleaning business without cleaning no homes i said yeah hey, you got to tap in you got to pay
0: attention to episode. <laughs> so so
1: break that down that's the, that's my first question yeah like,
0: how is that set up yeah, not yeah yeah so when we first started the the whole purpose of us starting the cleaning business was to help us pay off debt and they could go back and listen to the whole debt freedom uh the payoff story But the goal was to start that business while keeping both of our nine to fives. So I was a director at an IT firm and my wife was a manager um, at a health firm. And we was like, listen, we're gonna start all these side hustles, but we're gonna focus mainly on the cleaning business. But we can't go out there and clean homes ourselves because we both work jobs. So we said, we're gonna find people who are talented individuals. They know what they're doing. They've been cleaning for a while. And their biggest challenge is finding customers, right? Because usually these shops are mom and pops, and they're like, listen, I just work over word of mouth. So we said if we could find those people who are hungry, dedicated, and know what they're doing and have been doing it for a while, and if we match them with clients who can't normally find them, that's where we're going to find our niche. So we've been doing that for five years now. So we match our independent contractors with people who need their homes cleaned, and that's how we started our cleaning business.
1: That's beautiful, man. And this shout out to my older brother because this is one of the questions he wanted me to ask you. (laughs) So I I, I I got one of his questions. He said, so um. When y'all, when y'all find the people, are y'all sending the people into homes with like a uniform or something, whatever whatever they want to wear?
0: Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. And uh, shout out to your brother too. So they are, since they are independent contractors, some of them already have their own um, businesses. Some of them are just like I clean on the side. So we aren't allowed to give them like gear and clothes mm. and things like that. So most of the time, out of respect for the business, they won't wear their own logos and stuff, okay. but we don't give them any branding. So that's one of the challenges in this business. Like some people, want more of that hands-on approach where I got a nice logo, I got right. a beautiful name, I want these people to wear it. But if they, you're that type of person where you need that much control in your business, this is not for you. Because Dude. you're sending people who are already trained. They're like, listen, I'm just a cleaner. I'm going to go in here and do the best cleaning I could do. You handle all the branding stuff on the On the website development, on the customer service before and after the cleaning, and you give the client that experience outside of actually just cleaning the home. They get the rest of the experience with the customer service, the website, the booking platform, and all of that stuff. That's that's
1: uh pretty brilliant. I didn't know. So is is there like legal restraints on like you say because you can't get? Oh yeah, yeah. Depends
0: on the state. So um, based on our state, there's like 20 different things that you have to that you can and cannot do. For independent contractors and it's really based on your state so some of them are just like you can't tell them how to clean you can't tell them what to clean you can't um they can't have logos they can't have brand you can't give them company cars you can't because what a lot of people do is they try to say oh i have independent contractors. i really got employees and at least in texas depending on your state again they really like Yo, i want my money if you got employees i need that money and a lot of people try to hide it we're like no we are literally just a platform where they find us book us online and they pick their own that's another thing too they pick their own schedule so they can say yes and no to bookings when an employee you got your job you can't say oh i'm going to show up on monday and maybe i show up on tuesday nah but with them they're like listen i'm traveling out of town i can't work these days I'm closing my schedule down, don't send me any bookings, or I want to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or I kind of pick and choose which bookings I want to go to. So those are like some of the guidelines that have to be in place for you to kind of be able to run a business like this. That's that got to be very
1: convenient for a mom and pop shop because they probably don't know where to look, especially if they are older generation, Mm -hmm. not familiar with social media like that. They probably don't know exactly where to look. But as far as like pay... you guys just break it down like 50-50 or something Mm -hmm. like that? Okay. So
0: we do it. We do a percentage-based split. So you could do 50-50. You could do 60-40. It just depends on how you want to run your business. We do 60% and 40%. So that's kind of like our marketing plan. like, listen, you're going to make more money working with us than you trying to find your own clients. We're going to give you that volume play versus you just trying to get, you know, a client here and there. So the volume comes out to be if they're getting 60% of every job they do and we could give them four or five to 10 jobs a week, they would have never gotten those 10 jobs without working with us. So if we're giving you 60% of those jobs, you're making more money with us than you would on your own. Mm-hmm. So we do the 60-40 split. You could do 50-50. You could do hourly if you want, but really? that just becomes more overhead and, and time tracking and stuff like that. So we say, listen, if you do a job that's $100, you take 60% of that, that's $60. We keep 40, and you get you know, 5, 10 of those a week. Now you're making $600 or so just from working with us that that's- one week. And, and that's good money. And for the, for the people that's listening to us, like you said, um,
1: that, that may have missed it. You guys have made over $1.5 million from yeah, this business. Yeah, we
0: found that out last night on our, our community call. Because <laughs> we don't really know the numbers until we go in and look. But right. just that we were just showing our screens. Oh, now we're at $1.5 This is a compounded revenue business. So you're not starting from ground zero every month. Because if I we got one client who's got her home cleaned every single week for four and a half years. And that was like $40,000 just from that one client every single week. So you're starting with, at minimum, you got that one client. You're cleaning her home every week. Mm-hmm. You got the bi-weekly clients. You got the monthly clients. And those compound month after month after month. So you're never starting at zero. A lot of businesses, you're like, oh, I got to go find more clients. If we close our business down, we're doing at least 30000 40000 a month just from those recurring clients on the schedule. Right,
1: yeah. That's crazy, man. And that's, for put a, the put a, put a, put a, listeners and the watchers, like, I want people to understand that this was intended to be a side hustle. And I yeah. think there's a big message in that, that stuff don't have to be these huge, um, like, you know what I'm saying? Great yeah. things when you set out to do something. Like you said, this is going to be a side hustle. Best thing you know, you dedicate your time to it. You got 1.5 million out of something that's supposed to be a side <laughs> hustle, which
0: is crazy. And we were just talking about that. Like most of the people we see on, on the shows, on the podcast, they're mm-hmm. experts. They've experts. been doing what they've been doing. So you see us. And you see, we've done $1.5 million without cleaning houses. You're like, oh, I want to jump into that. But you forgot the part where I said we've been doing this for five oh, years. Talk about it. <laughs> we've been talk doing about this about for five it. years. That's, I, want, you know, I want people to see this and get motivated or whatever they're listening to to get motivated and do it. But remember, you listen to the people who didn't just start this a year ago or two years ago. So don't just get excited like, I want to do that. No, think about the longevity, the longevity. of this. We was like, yo, our goal is to pay off the debt. And as this business grows on the side, we'll allow it to continue doing what it's doing. But again, we've been doing this for five years. So I want people to think about that longevity. Like even like this is a needs based business. Like you can't automate a house cleaning. You could get the little robots and stuff like that. Unless you like the Jetsons with like right. the, the robots and stuff. <laughs> the Jetsons. Yeah, you can't really automate a house a house cleaning. No, you can't. So that's something to think about too, the longevity of it. Talk so talk about the
1: First year breaking mm-hmm. it. So how did that first year to set up like the income? How was that whole first year you guys
0: started? That first year we didn't know what the hell we was doing. It was it, we, we it was such a um, a thing we were just doing on the side. It's like all right, we have our nine to fives on Fridays, Saturdays we put some hours in. Sundays we put some hours in or a couple hours after work. Our first year I think we did seventy six, eighty thousand the that's first good year. Good money for size. but. When we first started, we didn't know our P&Ls. There was no accountant. There was just like, everything's going to this bank account. And when we look back, we didn't get an accountant to look at our books for two years. And she came in. She's like, you guys are making pretty decent money. But we wasn't set up as a business when we started. So we wasn't just pulling everything out. She's, she came in. She's like, listen, you guys are making pretty decent money. I'd recommend you setting up the profit first method where you kind of track your expenses. You track your, you track your income. Um, you track your taxes. Because we wasn't thinking about none of that when we first started. So when a tax bill came, because we wasn't touching the money when we first got it, tax bill came, Uncle Sam was like, yo, you got a business. We want our money. But we had, since we set up that private first account, she was able to come in and say, all right, you guys are making pretty decent money. Put this money to taxes, and you guys should be good. So that's how we started when we, when we that's what, five years ago now? Five uh, years ago. And you- and that's what's so
1: dope is now that you guys teaching this and like um like I was like I said I was talking to my brother about it and I was telling him like no I, I personally know one of their mentees Alex mm-hmm. and he's uh, last time I was talked to him he's killed it and took took uh, his cleaning business to the roof yeah like so if you apply yourself to anything like and this is a concept in the industry that is um
0: very uh I think anybody could pretty much get into it you that's just, the good and bad of it like low cost it's a low cost startup right it's it's High, high amount of competition. Right. So everybody could do it if they wanted to. There's a whole bunch of competition. So when you start a business like this, I know a lot of people think like too much competition is a bad thing. But if you literally go online, I did this with a a pressure washing business. I was like, yo, give me a local service business and I will show you how I would start that business. So they were doing like car washes or something like that using like a a pressure washing system. So we Googled like pressure washing or like um, mobile detailing stuff like that. And I was like, all right, there's like 1.6 million results in Google. I said, we go to the top 10 results in Google. How many of them actually allow you to book them online, pay them online? How many of them have bad reviews? What's their customer service like? Now, just because they're in the top you know, 10 on Google, there's 1.6 million results. You think that's all the competition. No, really, your competition <laughs> right. are the first 10, <laughs> 10 results on Google. Yeah. So find out what they're doing well, find out what they're doing bad, and see in where you can come in and meet, meet in the middle. And a lot of our students say one of the challenges is that when they're trying to do like competitive research to find out how to price their services, they're like, I tried to call this company. They didn't respond to me. I sent them an email, no response. I'm like, that's your competition. That's, they're not doing business. Exactly. You exactly. think that it's going to be so much competition in my area. But when you really look at it, they're really not competition because they're not even doing the bare minimums of business. And that's why we say if you just do the basics. You could beat out 90% of these companies.
1: Yo, that's so crazy. And that's because that's a perspective that I don't think I've ever heard anybody ever say. Like, when people start businesses, do anything, that is the first thing they say, Mm -hmm. like, man, everybody's doing it. It was like, yo, the reality of, like you just said, about 90% of them not really doing it. You know what I mean, I'm saying?
0: Look, look at what you guys been doing with the podcast. Exactly. Like, there's so many podcasts. Podcast. I think the stat was like, they don't get past episode seven. seven. or something yeah. I was like, like
1: most podcasts don't make it past episode
0: seven. Exactly. So when we started our podcast, I was like, yo, if we just do one year of consistency, just to see, just to know what's possible to see if we want to do this. Most people are like, yo, it's too much work. It's too much work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> so we were able to do it for a year, but a lot of people don't want to just even take that year and figure it out, all right, do I really want to do this? They stop after five, six months and or seven episodes in the podcasting space.
1: Yeah, because you know, these days, everybody want it instantaneously. Yeah. It's like, oh, I see his results. I see Anthony's results. I want those results right now. If it's going to take me two, three years to get it, do I really want to do this for two, three years without getting any results?
0: Two, three years seems like a long time, but, but it's, it's really not. We've been on your podcast uh three times. The first time we were talking about paying off debt. Yep. Two years later we <laughs> talking about we paid off the debt and we became millionaires. <laughs> a couple months later we got a ten month old baby. Like, so if you think about that, that's only been two, three years.
1: Speaking on that though, because so, this is a question and um that I know a lot of people ask when they when they when they see other people that's young, you young, mm-hmm. becoming a millionaire, speak on was do you feel like that was a difficult task to accomplish, or was it simple but just consistent uh mm. discipline and dedication? what do you think about that
0: so that's a that's a hard one. I don't think it was simple i think, it wasn't simple no it was it definitely wasn't simple it was really it wasn't easy it was what was it I don't know how to describe it was term. it hard mindset wise it was hard mm. I think because growing up you think like millionaires are like you see stuff online, right? You think everybody's a millionaire because you see what's online. Millionaire is really your net worth. How much you own versus how, how much, much you, you own. owe. It's, that's what it is. It's really math. So when we found that out, we was like, listen, we're tracking our net worth on personalcapital.com. It, Me you, too. Like literally so every capital. single month we were doing that. And it was like, all right, well, we need to hit these income goals. Oh, well, we got to pay off this debt so that our net worth could get closer to that million dollars, um, that million dollar net worth. But it wasn't hard or difficult. I think it was just being consistent, um, tracking our money month after month. Remember, we come from a debt-freedom background. So we were all about like how our numbers look every single month. So if we're going through that journey, we're looking at our numbers like, oh, how do we make this where we can get to that number a lot faster? So we said we pay off our debt, we could get there by two, three years. Right. So that was really it. So I wouldn't say it was difficult or hard, it just took consistency.
1: consistency. And that's, man, that's so key because I think um, for people, that's some game, bro, for the people that's watching because – that's really all it is because you could be, let's be real, you could be consistent for a year on the path to becoming a millionaire. So you get about $80,000. You like you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you get comfortable and you start doing silly shit, blowing up <laughs> money, you're going away from the goal. That 80 uh-huh. is going to start diminishing. So you have to be consistent. And that's really the hard part because it might take you five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. It might take you 15 years. But if you can't stay consistent for that period of time, that goal of being a millionaire,
0: if that's what you want to be, it'll never happen. Nah, that yeah, that's really what it's about, man. Just staying consistent and knowing what your goal is. Don't. And I know the millionaire number right now. Everyone's like, oh, that's not a lot to live on. I understand that, but coming from the projects, mm-hmm. I, that was like the goal. Like we grew up in the projects, born and raised. He was like, yo, we had this this crazy mindset around what millionaires look like, right? Right. Only because we only seen them on TV. They was rappers. They were actors. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. But that's all we knew. We didn't know that millionaires could live in their projects, or millionaires could do this, that, and the third, until we had to get around other people and experience. Oh, yeah, you just like me. Oh, you live like the millionaire next door, right?
1: Exactly. That's most millionaires. (laughs) Exactly. So
0: now, don't get me wrong. I love the Lamborghini and all that, but it just took me to understand like that wasn't the only way to do it. Exactly. To get there. So. No, that's the bro. Like I said, that's game, man.
1: Like if people, if people really understood that most millionaires are just the, 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 the next door neighbor kind of person, not the flat. I think it would help speed up the process for a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I'm the same way I grew, how I grew up. I'm thinking millionaires was what I see on entertainment without realizing this is just entertainment. Yeah. This is not how the everyday person with money acts and behave, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We thinking, you see a person get a boatload of money, oh, I gotta go get the luxury car. <laughs> I gotta go get the $1,000 f- fit. I gotta take the crazy trip. I gotta fly first class uh-huh. everywhere. Well, that's not the reality at all. Uh-uh. The average person with bread, millions of dollars, ain't doing that shit on a regular basis. Maybe here and there, they're going to treat themselves. But on a regular basis, they dress regular.
0: Yeah. Regular. You know, everything is pretty simple because that's how they got there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, but, don't, but the thing is, don't get me wrong, though, because I know what was the... the big Not the Bitcoin. The guy that scammed people out of billions of dollars. Like, uh, he... Uh I, bank, uh... I forgot his name. Yeah. But... He was like same. that. No, no. Don't get me wrong. If I had billions of dollars, so no, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dressed or looking no, no. like that no, at no. all. No, no. Trust facts, me. Facts, but facts. there's definitely levels to it, right? So, if trust me, if you had billions of dollars, I don't think any normal facts. billionaire would be looking like that, acting like that, dressing like that. No, no clean shaving, nothing like that. But you get somebody like, for example, like um, like Steve Jobs. He wore this, like they say he wore the same turtleneck. outfit all the time, the turtleneck. Mm-hmm. But he looked like a regular dude. Facts. But again, billions of dollars could look differently, Different. And millionaires could look differently as well. That's so that's true.
1: That's true. That's true. I, I think people just gotta um stop with this uh the mentality of you know it's that entertainment when we come up how we come up, we just it's like a kind of like a hood mentality. Oh, you yeah. see, like, oh you gotta get this shit. Oh, it ain't where I'm from is like if you're not looking like XYZ, you mm-hmm. ain't driving like XYZ, people are like oh you're not on shit. You're mm-hmm. not really doing it. You could be the richest dude in the whole <laughs> damn state. But if you don't look
0: like it, it's like man, he ain't know nothing. I was um, talking to—we just interviewed uh, my guy Don, and he started, you know, multiple call centers around the U.S., and he's been—he scaled them and sold them, multiple seven figures. And he's like the people that he—he he went to like a private school. He's like the people who I grew up with in those private schools. Like that's—that was normal to them. He's like, you, he's like, I think I'm doing great things. He's like that was like normal Especially. shit for them. Like they were really doing this. Like, their families were in business. Their mom, their their moms never worked. Their fathers were business. They owned businesses. He's like I had to do this stuff. So when you come or, when you come from that environment, you're not gonna go out there and feel like he's I got a penthouse in Chicago. And his friends is like, all right, cool. That's like, congrats. That's like basic level stuff. Not to not to not to shit on him, but right. like, that's what it's you standard. should be doing. Like that's normal stuff. But for in our community, it's like we have to get around other people who are like-minded with us so we can feel like, all right, mm. what we're doing is great, but there's other levels to this. Yes. And let's try to make sure we all get there together.
1: And, and that's not common. I think so many times many of us had a mentality like, we want to be the, the, the biggest fish in the pond. Mm-hmm. We want people around around us that's doing less so we can feel like, oh, I'm the man. I'm that dude. Y'all mm-hmm. ain't shit. Y'all ain't no shit. Instead of reaching and trying to go find people that's on a higher level, equal level, so you can feel like, oh, I need, I need to oh, step yeah. my shit up some more. Like, but that's... Like like I said, it's a hood mentality for a lot of us. We think like, man, I want to be that dude. I want people coming to me. Where it's <laughs> like, bro, you only gonna grow so much with that uh-huh. mentality. But I want to I want to uh, transition for a second to ask you this because I know you you big big on family mm-hmm. and the importance of having your family together, doing everything together. Talk about how that process and, and being having that mindset has, has helped you. On that process and path to reaching the points y'all reached today.
0: Yeah, so like I said, last two episodes it was me and my wife here, right? And, uh, <laughs> so me doing this by myself, but like everything we've done so far has been together as a family. And we were literally in um, a room the other day, and it was like, yo, it's dope that you guys do everything together. Is that intentional? It's like it's very intentional that we do everything together because. I'll go to an event and they're like, yo, where, where's Janoka at? Yeah, where, where's she at? Yeah, at. Where where at? What's she doing? And us being, uh, even our, our social media presence is us as a family. So when my personal family dynamic, like me and my mom is not that close, I got two younger brothers. And I said, I saw the family dynamic that they built, right? And when, we, when I came into that family, I was like, yo, this is what a family looks like. She got she has no brothers and sisters, but their cousins are like damn near brothers, brothers and sisters. sisters. And for me, it was like, I didn't have that. So when i came into her family like, yo this is what my family needs to look like and i took from i took the morals that i saw her uncles instill into her, her uncles instilling into the family even her grandfather was just someone instilling right. into the family i'm like this is what a family dynamic should be so when we had our daughter alani i know things get a little bit harder because you have a kid and you about to be right there right. um but things get a little bit harder so your goal is to still to maintain that family dynamic you want to do everything together But it's been a very intentional journey. So it's like, all right, our debt freedom journey was like, yo, I can't have all the knowledge. Cause if I try to bring it to you, you're gonna be like, I don't care about that. Or if we start a podcast, like, yo, I really don't wanna do that. It's gonna be us like, it's gonna be like pulling teeth every single time. So I said, if we do everything together as a family, we're only gonna grow together. And I don't gotta worry about outside investors. I don't gotta worry about somebody trying to sabotage the business. Partnerships going wrong. This is my wife. You my partner. Yeah, this is my wife. Right. We're partners in business and we're partners in life. And I feel like having your wife, having your spouse as a partner in your business, I feel like it's that's different. It's different. Like yeah. you feel like you feel invincible because you know that you person got has got your, your back. back. Truly. No, no ulterior
1: motives. No None. weird stuff. It's like, no like, oh,
0: you gonna do well. I'm not. I'm not gonna yeah. do well. It's like you do well. I'm good. This affects the same household. <laughs> <laughs> it affects the bottom lava of yeah. the same household. So that's mm-hmm. that's why we do it. It's very intentional. Mm. And it's something that um,
1: you won't. I think people won't fully. Grasp understand until so they actually do it themselves mm-hmm. to see. It's an amazing thing, like working with your uh, significant other. That, like you said, it comes down to you know this person got the best interests of the family, the household, and this person got my back for mm-hmm. real. So it's a, it's a, it's just a different kind of um. I can't even explain it for real. You just yeah. got it's one of those things you got to do to fully understand what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys done it with with this podcast, mm-hmm. like both of y'all doing this together and growing into what is grown to. Mm-hmm. You probably could have done it by yourself. She probably could have no, done I it by herself. Been. But together as right, a unit, as a unit. Th- it's, yeah. it's different. Mm-hmm. They see you, they see her, they see her, they see you, and yep. that family dynamic just changes the game. So. Mm-hmm. And, it,
1: it's, and then you know when it's, a, when it's a family thing, you got those set goals from the jump. As we know, no two people are the same, so you got your skill sets mm-hmm. and the things that you lack at. While she has her skill sets oh things yeah. and it's and it might be two completely different things, but they just balance each other and oh, yeah. work so well. So that's the that's the dope, that's it's the amazing thing when you can really work with those. I know a lot of people can't do it with you know what I'm saying, because like, I know some people that be like, no, I can't do that with my wife, it ain't gonna happen, <laughs> or I can't do it with my husband, it ain't gonna happen. But when you can do it, I think it's one of the dopest things that that you could possibly do for real.
0: Yeah, because if they they literally have your back, there is no ill interior motive, there is no malintent there. Right. And if it is, like, you shouldn't even be married or engaged or dating exactly. that person, right? So if I know at the end of the day, the question is, does this person? I asked a, a couple. They was married 25 years, and I said, when you have arguments, how do you how do you get past the arguments? And they literally said, at the end of the day, does this person have my back? Is there any ill right. energy here that they trying to get off to me? And they said, I know that's not the case, so that argument is it's dead. dead. And I was like, yep. that's literally it right there. That's the whole, that's it right there, man. That's like, no, the that, game right there. And I think a thing that
1: people um forget to realize or maybe don't know is that when it comes to the, I'm, and I'm speaking on family and the importance of family for a second. Yeah. Like, well, I think people don't realize that families literally ru- rule the world. Oh. You all talk about the controlling powers that be in the world. They are families. It's not mm-hmm. single individuals. I know I, you'll get people, I, I said this before and people would be like, well, Jeff Bezos, he's the same, like, yo, that's one, one. dude. That's yeah. one dude. You name Elon, that's one what? dude. The majority. And we're is, talking about decades, de- centuries. We, centuries. <laughs> we're talking about literally centuries, centuries of families. You talk about the Rothschilds, the mm-hmm. Medici family. These are all, even today you got the Kardashians. That's a family. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Families rule the world. So knowing that I think and yo, if you want the people that want to achieve true wealth at a mass scale, it's gonna be nearly impossible to do without some kind of family dynamic. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, as you enter business. On the grand scheme, you need somebody that you know, like this person, got my back. You yeah. know, what I'm saying no malicious intent behind they gonna they to hold me down if things go wrong or anything. Exactly. Like that.
0: And think about if you even just think about the Kardashians, right? Yeah, we we could go here and there with that, but they're a billion dollar, multi billion dollar yeah, family. Facts. You got multi billionaires in the family with the same last same name. Same last name. If if Kim is doing well and she promotes Kylie, Kylie's a Kyle. billionaire. She's she's promoting she's promoting the mom. They all promoting each other. That's a family name. You can't. You got all these people trying to come from the outside, looking in, like, "Yo, what are they really doing?" Even if they just became billionaires off of their fame, they're promoting each other's products, they are promoting each other's services, and then Kim just go to Harvard Law or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So they're they're taking their family name and turning it into a legacy that, even though it already was, but they're turning it into a longer legacy. Mm. You come into that family, she's like, "No, I'm keeping my last name. Like that's that."
1: That's right, 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 and that's man. Look, at the, like I said, at the end of the day, fa- let me no, let me ask you this. Cause you've 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 done it and you're doing it. You have built the family. You know what I'm saying? Got the last name and y'all going crazy in business. Y'all got the kid and everything. So talk about for the people that's um watching and listening that wanna do the same thing, mm-hmm. but they don't have they on that ground level. What's your best piece of advice so they could they could build something that's family and sustainable, a legacy that's dope.
0: Yeah, start nah, from zero. Start sh- shit. Starting from zero. I think I'd have to start it myself. Like, I'd start as a man or a woman. I had to start it myself because with me and my wife, we, I mean, we knew each other for 20 years, right? I even, um, we grew up in the same building. We knew each other for That's 20 crazy. years. But I wasn't the person that she married when we was 15. Like, I went away exactly. to college and I came back a different person. I went away to school. I came back a different person. She was a different person. So she we had to relearn each other. So we were, we were what? We was 22 when we came back together. And she's like, you're not the same Tony. I, I met, you know, 15, you know, when you was 15. Like, I've i been in college. I, I had a job. I, I had, I had relationships. I've changed, you know, and same thing with her. She went away to college and had different experiences too. But when we came back together, it's like, yo, here's who I am as a person. And here's who you are. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, we realized that let's try this thing. So we both had to start with each other. It's like, yo, I'm this person. Here's how I am. And somebody asked this the other day, like, does a person change when you get married or when you have kids? And I'm like, they don't change. They was already there. You just chose not to see them. Like, if they that's was correct. an asshole or, you know, you hated her because of this and the third, that's not going to change. That was there. You just chose to ignore it over and over and over again. You don't just get engaged or married or have a kid. and become a different person. Thanks. So definitely starting with yourself and figuring out, you know, what's my long-term vision? I knew growing up, I wanted to have a family. Like, I knew my family dynamic wasn't the best. Um, I had, you know, both my fathers passed away. But I yeah. knew that my family dynamic I grew up in, I had it to be better it? than that. I was right. like, that, this, is just this something better than that? And I seen it through her family. And I was like, oh, that's what family... Dy-. Even though, you know, her father and mother separated, I saw the family dynamic on outside of just them. Mm-hmm. Even though she didn't have a father that was in her life every single day, she had uncles that uncles. was there. Yep. That grilled me. I came to dinner and like, say, yo, Tony, good seeing you again. You know, how's school? How's, how's the job? How's this? And that made me realize that in order for us to be together, I had to have my shit together. It's like, yo, I can't come to her incorrect. I can't be like, yo, let's just go on and date and let's see how this goes. And I was like, yo, we got to figure this out together. So focusing on yourself and then deciding that what is the long-term vision. You out here dating hurts. somebody for five years, you're like, yo, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you're 30 years old plus, you got to figure that out like quick. Because especially a woman, she's not waiting for you you know, two, three, five years to figure this shit out. Especially after 30. The clock, is, the clock <laughs> is ticking, right? The clock is ticking. So you have to know what your game plan is as a family. Do you even want kids? Do you want a family? I knew I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to have a wife. And I knew that I would love to have kids. So when we came together, we was having these conversations. We were engaged. Before we even got engaged, we were dating. And the conversation was, what's the long-term vision? Do you want to have kids down the line? Do you want to be married? Well, how do, how, what does a marriage look like to you? So we were having these conversations very early on. So even in the marriage phase, once you get married, those conversations don't stop. They don't stop. They don't stop. It's like, all right, we try to have kids and it didn't work out the first time. It was like, yo, do we want to try to do this again? Do you know how that impacted you? Do you know how that impacted me? And if it was worth it, let's try it again. So we were having these conversations. Even up until today, we had these conversations month after month over what the family vision is. What is our goals for our mm. kid? Alani started walking. This is Inside Scoop. She just started walking this week. Okay, congrats. And, congrats, baby. And babe. it's just like you realize so many other things don't matter. Like none of that other shit that we're arguing about, who's doing the dishes, who's not doing the dishes, like none of that stuff matters. Got somebody. She started walking and we both went crazy. And you realize that. That didn't happen just because you started walking. That happened because we created a family. We we're creating and continue to create the family dynamic that we with want vision. our daughter to see.
1: We're visioning and go. Y'all know where y'all want to get to at the end. And that's so. So let me ask you this because you, 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 you drop some gems, bro. Let me ask you this. So let's say somebody got that person, right? They're in mm-hmm. the beginning stage. They just found that person. Let's just say, all right, I'll give an up. Let's say I'm a person that want to um, build wealth. I want to get rich. I just found a beautiful woman I just started dating, Mm -hmm. but I want to do this with her together. What steps should I take to make sure we can do this as a unit? What should I do in the beginning? Mm. Is it just a
0: conversation? If it's it's you and you're already on that path, what the hell does that person want to do? What does the woman want to do? Exactly. I literally, it's funny we talk about this. We had a conversation and he's like, yo, I like this girl, but she likes like to spend money, which is fine. Like, I'm not saying don't spend your money, but is that aligned with what your goals are? Is that a lie what, where you want to be? Now, let her spend her money. That's her money. She can do whatever she wants. But just know, when y'all come together, she's going to still keep those habits. <laughs> and it, and you, you make more money. She's going to keep those habits.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's going to keep those, those habits.
0: Those habits are still going to develop and they're still going to be the same. So, knowing who that person is, asking the question, like, yo, what is your long-term vision for not even just, you know, marriage anything like that? Like, what, what do you want to do? Who are you as a person? Mm-hmm. We see social media right now, and I think there's a lot of stuff that I hate on social media, especially with, you know, black men and black women just bashing Bashing each other. Each other. And I hate that shit, bro. Me too. I hate that shit. And you see the family dynamic, and you like, oh, that can't be real because I see this guy go viral talking about he hate women or he dating 40 women. Like, I, listen, I'm 35, I'm 36 now. Like, I went to college. I did all of that. <laughs> you are not telling me nothing new about dating women. Right. So, but I see that stuff and I'm like, yo, if anybody that's dating these people and they see them is like, I don't want to take a, I don't want to take that relationship seriously because I see you bashing me or even with women. I see you bashing men. I can't take you seriously. We don't understand
1: how that's a red flag on it, both sides. It's a red flag. On both flag. sides.
0: It's a red flag. So, I was I was lucky enough to get before right before, before all this before crazy all this shit. Stuff. but I was I think that, I think it still has to come down to what are y'all talking about on a outside of sex outside of that stuff. Facts. What are y'all talking about, right? So if we're talking about all right, she's a, she's, a, she's, a, she's, a, she's a, she likes to spend money and you don't like to spend money. How are we gonna figure that out together? You can't build wealth if one person's going the opposite direction as you. So when me and my wife got married, it was like yo, we are trying to build wealth together. It is one it is one car. We in the same car. We're driving towards a goal. Yep. And we have to be on the same vision. We have to have that same vision. I think it still stays the same, no matter if you start from ground zero or if you or you're married.
1: Married, mm, that's hey, that's gems, bro. Because I, I and I strategically asked that question because I, I just knew that's what you was gonna say. Because I know <laughs> any like any, I think anybody that's in a uh, good relationship that's doing things, I feel like they would completely agree with you because that conversation from the jump needs to be had. And I ask because I get so many people that hit me up. They like, yo, I got a girl. I'm trying to build. What, mm-hmm. what should I do? I'm like, bro. First of all. Y'all need to sit down and have a conversation. You need to figure out what does she want out of life, what she want to do. You already know what you want. So just see if what she wants aligns with what you want, mm-hmm. everything else should kind of simply work its way out. As long as y'all make the main thing and the main thing at the day. Don't get, it's gonna be times where y'all might get distracted, y'all might fuss and argue mm-hmm. about dumb stuff. But at the end of the day, make the man go and the man go. Y'all have a strategy to score and y'all just stay consistent with it. Yeah, and it's man. as simple as that for real. There's a
0: lot of distractions. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself, but I'm happy. I don't got the same distract. I mean, the distraction's still the same, but I'm not as distracted as you're I as once distracted. was. Right. So you see all these things online. You're like, oh, that look good. Like even with the things I see on my phone is like, block you. Like, yep. I don't need to see this. Like yep. block you. Yeah. Get out the DMs. Like, yeah. We're doing this stuff. I'm doing this stuff so that I can make sure that I'm trying to stay on track yep. with our goals. So it's like, all right, somebody come up in a bathing suit. That's all you got. All right, you not. I don't even need to see you on my feet because that's all you got. The show for that's all you got. I want to talk. I want to see money. I want to see wealth. I want to see family. I want to know education. I want to know what y'all doing as a family, as a couple, even as single people. Like, what's your goals? I want to see that stuff. So I make sure that that's aligned with what I'm consuming when I'm watching on a daily basis. Like, even we 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 watch uh, we watch Housewives a lot, uh, unfortunately, because she like Housewives, (laughs) and and I'm saying it because none of the none of the women on the show are wives. I'm it's, like it's, we got a whole show About housewives it's, it's eight Nine of them And only two of them Are married like, What are we even doing here We had a right. bunch of single women Arguing with married couples That's been married I think the two couples That we watch Married for like 10-15 years I think one of them Is like 20 And it's like Why even put yourself In a situation You got eight Nine women On a housewife show Not married, not married. Like, What are we even Talking about here what?
1: Entertainment, you know, people, people entertain like boys. <laughs> I'm entertained, <laughs> I
0: get so mad and we watch it and I'm just, I will stop it because I get secondhand awkwardness very right. easily. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I feel awkward watching this scene right here. So yeah, yeah. That, that's another one.
1: No, but this is, this is a, a very important conversation because at the end of the day, man, let's be real. The economy ain't in the, it ain't sweet right now. Mm-hmm. The everything is costing more. Mm-hmm. Inflation is crazy. And the median, the median uh, I looked it up, the median income for an individual in America is $45,000. let us be real. That's not a thriving, flourishing life. Mm-hmm. Just being honest, I'm not, I'm not bashing anybody that's, that makes that money. I'm not down talking. I'm just, just being real with the cost of living these days. But if you can link up with somebody, I'm not saying use somebody for money. I'm just talking about the importance of building with somebody, having a relationship with somebody, building a family. It can make your life so much better and easier. I'm not just saying just get with any old body off no, the street don't. just to make <laughs> that. Please don't do that. Please don't. You're going to do better by yourself just linking up with anybody. But there is billions of people in the world. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that there is nobody in the world that you could see like, oh, I could, I could bond with that person. I could rock with that person for a while. So that's why when I see those gender wars and people bashing each other online, I'm like, in my opinion, I believe, not to get in my conspiracy theory back again, but I believe it's a trap because you can get money from people individually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to a household. You know, if I'm in a household with somebody and they about to spend recklessly, I'm gonna say, "Hey, we ain't trying to do that this month. Spending was crazy last month. Don't do that." But if you alone, who's that? Who's that <laughs> voice in your ear to tell you, "Hey, hey don't, don't do that"? Social media is the voice. Exactly. Social media is the voice. So I think the, the the gender wars that we see on social media, I think is, in my opinion, I think it's done strategically, and I think they want it wanted done because. You know America's all about money. They want to get they want to br- make people consumers consistently. Bro. And nobody
0: consumes more than a single person. Listen, if you had even if you just took your show, right? Like you had us on the the episode it was both of us talking about money, marriage, relationships, finances, everything as a black couple, married couple that's doing pretty decent for themselves. If we had a single black man come on here tomorrow and bash women for an hour, that journey is going to go viral. Crazy. It's gonna go crazy. Mm-hmm. And we know that and we see it every, every single day. day. There was literally two posts that came on my timeline. It was a comedian that said that I don't I don't feel black men should get married to to black women. We should just have a contract where we say, all right, we're gonna be committed <laughs> to each other, but we're not exactly. gonna be in a long-term <laughs> relationship. And there was another clip right after that that had a I'm not gonna I'm not trying to get canceled, but it wasn't a black man. And it's they control a lot of the world. And they said, This is why we get married. Ooh. And they control the world. They're like, this is why we get married. And they talk about all the benefits of marriage where you come together, you're you build your net worth. My network network's a hundred thousand, your network's a hundred thousand together. We had, we had 200, right 200, already. Easy. Easy. We're talking about tax benefits. Like you go file your taxes. Like they're talking about all these benefits of marriage, and the black comedian went viral. We're talking about why we shouldn't get married. And I'm like, that's the problem. They, no, it one is one of the problems. That's one of that's, that's definitely <laughs> one of the problems. I think we have devalued
1: the value of family. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, let's be real, there's nothing more valuable than family. At the end of the day, like you said earlier, when all this shit is gone, the only thing that's gonna matter is those people that that we raising. What Mm -hmm. did we leave them? What did we do for them? What did I teach this person so they could live life when I'm gone so they could be independent without me? So, but, like you said, social media is like... They got a, they got a slogan these days. It's called, fuck them kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> people, that's, just what it, that's just what it is. It's like people have truly devalued family without realizing that. And I feel like, like I said, in my opinion, I think it's all strategic to make the powers that be in the fam- the, the families with power to not have so many people competing mm-hmm. to become one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, to keep people separate so they could keep consuming and consuming and consuming. But that's why I be... I, I try to preach to people like, man, do not fall for this trap, man. Get you somebody. I, like I say, I'm not saying selling for anybody, but get you somebody and just build with them because life is a lot greater
0: on this side for real. Yeah, man. I, I can't. I can't think about. I mean, even with having having a daughter, right? It's like well, that's one of my fears too. I saw this clip and it, he was like, one of his greatest fears is is not having control over what his daughter does or something like that. Right. And I think us as a, as a black family, we're like, all right, we, we're going to do our best as parents to make sure she's raised in a good household. Exactly. God forbid, let's say we do split them. My goal is to still make sh- I wouldn't even let her go with her mom because I know they have an amazing family dynamic. And my family dynamic is not good. So I was like, it doesn't even make sense for me to have my daughter with me. I would rather her go with her mom because they have an amazing family mm-hmm. dynamic. She has uncles who care about her. She has a mom who's going to be there for her. And I don't have that on my side. Mm. But the challenge is that how do we know that we're raising, you know, good kids? And we won't know. It's going to be one point in time where it's like, yo, you've done all you could. Now it's up to either college or it's up to TVs or it's up to whatever social media is at that point to kind of balance, you know, what's right and what's wrong. You could give the, the kid the best morals in the world. But if they have that one slip up with that friend that gives them that, that drug or whatever it is, like, that's it's down it. the window. It's down the window. I so you I'm could have it. the best family dynamic at the end of the day, but all it takes is one slip up. Yes, and that's one of my fears.
1: Damn. And that's a, um, damn, that's a, that's a, you got me, you got me. (laughs) What's one of your biggest fears as a, as a father? Man, one of my biggest fears is, uh, I haven't really thought about this, but I would say probably just not giving it my all. Like, I don't want to look back when she's 30 years old and be like, damn, I wish I could have did something differently. I heard somebody say, uh, they said the, 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 the number one sign as of a great parent is when your kids become adults and they want to spend time with you. Mm. And I said, damn, that's facts. Yeah. Because I'm an adult now and I'll and I I'll be missing my parents, but I know people that they don't give a damn about being around their parents. They happy when they like, when they parents, see when they do see their parents mm. and they leave or their parents, they <laughs> like, Woo,
0: I've
1: been waiting on her ass to leave, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, wow, that's like one of the truest statements I've ever heard. So that's like constantly on my mind now going into this and it's like, I wanna do everything so when she do become an adult, she got that freedom. She don't gotta like, she don't she's not gonna be at home because she don't have to be there. Is she gonna to choose to still wanna be like, I wanna kick it with my dad? Let mm-hmm. me call my dad, I wanna
0: to talk to him. So that's something that's constantly on my mind for real. Now that's that's yeah. that is a good one. Cause yeah. like I said, me and my mom don't have the relationship, but Janoka and her mom had that relationship. Like right. they talk two, three, four times a day, and that's beautiful. And I love it because I know that her mom is gonna have her best interest. Right. I know that she's looking after her mom. And that's that going back to that family dynamic. And if I see that in my, if I see that in my wife, what do you think my daughter's gonna do? Values all she's gonna thing. do, all my wife is gonna do is just replicate whatever she learned from her mom down to her. And if they have that same family, if they have that dynamic as mother and daughter, I'd be I'd be blown out the water. i I would love that for her. Mm. So on the father's side, of course, I would love that for me as well. But if I know that my wife has an amazing relationship with her mother. I feel like my daughter will have a relationship with her mother as well.
1: Mm, that's beautiful, man. And then like I said, I think this conversation is so important because oftentimes in our community, you always hear the conversations of uh, black people, we the lowest income regarding the race in the country. We the mm-hmm. lowest income and shit like that. But then when it comes to family, we'll have like a, a fucked up mentality towards family. Yeah. It's like, y'all don't see the links <laughs> in between this. Everybody they're, trying they're, to do things by themselves. Everybody trying to do things by themselves. Like, of course, if you got the lowest rate, of, of marriage or lowest rate of relationships you naturally gonna have the lowest rate of income, of income. <laughs> and everything else they go hand to hand you know what I'm saying two house two incomes is always going to be better than one so that's why once again i hate to um uh, to see the ginger wars because I know it's just a it's a, just it's a it's a trap at the end mm-hmm. of the day you know what I'm saying so that's what i want to say regarding that man and I, I also like no let's stick with this conversation a lot because I see i see i seen you mention um something that I think it was E.T. that said... Mm-hmm. You said that uh, a lot of people... I, I'm paraphrasing at this point.
0: I was paraphrasing, too. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, <laughs> you was
1: like, um, like, where's your... Like, a lot of people have to... was quote-unquote success, but it's like, where's your family? Where's mm-hmm. your wife? Where's the children that love you? And when I read it, I said, damn, that's deep, bro. Mm-hmm. Because these days, even the word success, I feel like is um, skewed. Like, people don't truly... I feel like the... It's subjective kind of, but it's objective, too, in my opinion. Like, if you killing in the business, you got a beautiful family, you got beautiful children, you got good health. That's success, I think, and it should be success to everyone. But yeah. Like I said, it is kind of subjective. But going back to the point, I feel like people got lost in that because if you are doing all these amazing things, but you have no family, it's like... Oh, uh, like is, yeah. you, is you really doing it like that for real? You know yeah. what
0: I'm saying? No, I, I I agree with you. And when he said that, when he said that quote, I automatically like every time you see me is is, is us, me and Janoka, right? Yeah, and every time. Every single time you haven't met Alani yet, but you right. you will. Mm-hmm. And we bring our daughter everywhere. We were just at this we was at this conference and we were on stage. Based. and I'm, I'm like, yo, can I bring my daughter up here? And the lady was like. <laughs> If you want to like, hmm, that's weird. I was like, I just want her up here for the experience. I want I want her to know her family's here and I want everyone in the crowd to see what we're doing as a family, as a black family. That's and when you, we got bro. off that stage, it was a single guy. He had to be like maybe under he was like 25, 27 or something. He was like, "You hear these you hear these black families, you see them on TV, but he's like to see a black family that's out here doing what they're doing? You got uh, you got a couple. You got a married couple. You got your kid on stage. You're talking about financial freedom, education, entrepreneurship, business, and life. He's like he's like that just changed his mindset. And I'm like, what you mean, bro? He's like, no, I just never thought about family like that. See? And I was like, why? He's like, Cause it's not I don't I'm not around it. He's like, I'm not around it. I don't see it. I'm not around it. And I and that that that's why I share our story so much. And that's why I wanted to bring our daughter on stage because we don't see a lot of that. We yeah. don't see a lot of that, and that's my goal of us continuing to share our stories. Even we just did a IG live with a couple and black family doing the thing in business. Like this is what I want to see. I want people to see this. I want people to see us. Like it's great that you got the the, the single guy and he goes viral, but talking about the the young lady that he's he's smashed or whatever. But I want the families to go viral. Very rarely, right. sh- we're gonna be on. We got three publications coming out. Business uh, I'm not even gonna talk about it. Three publications coming out and they reach out to us It's like I love what you guys are doing. All white publications. You think the shade room's gonna reach out and say, Yo, I want you I wanna feature your story on the page? Absolutely not. That shit, it's boring, right? Black family making money, you know, loving it's each not, other. That's boring. Not quote that's, that's boring. Right. We don't wanna see that. That's corny. So that's why I love sharing our stories because it could change somebody's life because they've never seen it. I didn't see it growing up. Mm. I didn't see it in my own family growing mm. up. So that's why I feel like that family dynamic it, is so important. It
1: is, and it shows the other side. Like you said, so oftentimes we just see the the the, the crazy stories, the yeah. bullshit stories, the entertaining stories without. And that's the one of the reasons we start this podcast so other so people could hear. Other side of of life where it's just not from an entertainer, artist, or a a ball player. It's like Mm -hmm. a regular person. You could see them talk about how they got to success and how you could do the same thing. It's just the other side and. That's that's dope, man. Like when I seen that picture that y'all did, I said, "Damn, that's fire, bro!" Like that's. I was like, "We gotta get on more stages." (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Man, that's that's." And she and she looked calm when she was
0: up there too. Oh yeah, yeah. she was tripping. To have your daughter on stage with you, stage with you speaking in front of, I think it was like a thousand people. Damn. When we first got up there, I was nervous and. We speak all the time, but to be on, in front of a thousand people speaking, but it was like this is our story. Like you can't, you can't mess up our story. I can't get nervous telling our story and help. And my, if my goal is to help one person in that crowd, so we brought our daughter up there, um, Alani. I took the pacifier out of her mouth, and she automatically started talking to the crowd. And I thought that was super dope that she was up there just, just being herself. Just like be she's herself. a kid, she's being herself. But. Having that dynamic so that I could say, all right, you know, I had my family on stage, you know, with me with while me we speak, spoke for the first time as husband and wife in front of a crowd of people. That's beautiful, bro. And it's like, it's it's nothing more than that. Yeah. We got that stage and it, and it felt like we were just walking on like clouds at that point. That's
1: beautiful, bro. And what, 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 with all that being said, because I, I don't want people to, uh, you know, people will misunderstand things misunderstand things when we talk about family i don't want people to think when we talk about family and and, and having one and building one that don't mean that it's perfection Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Uh -uh. it ain't nothing perfect it's gonna be imperfections with it but it's still just because it's not perfect doesn't mean it's not valuable Mm -hmm. so i I just wanted to say that to make people clearly understand because people will be like people hear stuff like this and be like well why should i do that families go through bullshit all the time (laughs) i can go through that by myself it's like no 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 you going through your, whatever issues you got with your family is much better than you going through that shit
0: alone. For yeah, real. success is not perfect. we were talking about the, exactly. the, the value of success. Success is not perfect. Success is, <laughs> success is not one year, two years. Success is to keep going when it's not perfect and, and don't quit and, and figure it out as you go along. So that's what I feel like we're doing. We've only been married seven years. And we, like I said, we were talking to a couple that was married 20, 20 some odd years. And they're like, yo, y'all just scratching the surface of this. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like what you doing, like they said that they call it the seven year itch. Is it, they, funny thing is they can have a year for everything of, of <laughs> You got the five year, you got the seven year. They got some reason why people quit marriages every single year. But they called it a seven year itch. And I was like, what does that mean? It's like at the seven year mark, you start you start really learning about each other. And I said, if we're continuing to learn about each other, isn't that a good thing? And it says a gift and a curse. Why is and, that? And I asked them why. And it's like, because you're going to start learning things that was already there, like like we mentioned, that but it was already there, but you overlook. I'll say I overlooked it in dating. It's like, you overlooked it in dating. I was like, I overlooked it for six years, seven years. It's like, you overlooked it for seven years. Now you guys are together so long that you become you become one in a way. You become one in a way. And you start finding things about yourself that you didn't like within her. Ooh, and deep. They, they went really deep on that one. And, deep. and I was like, okay, well, I'm excited to continue to learn about each other, but I'm more excited to learn about what we're going to do as a family, what we're going to do as individuals, what we're going to do with our daughter. And they got like two, three kids. And they was like, yeah, that's, that's the best part about it is having the family dynamic and making sure you're going through those, those, those phases of when things are not good. And that's when you really learn about marriage. That's when you really learn about yourself. That's when you really learn about family. Um, and I was like, I can't wait to find out about it. Went deep with that one, I, <laughs> they went deep. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. We just got on stage. And we was hype. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's deep,
1: bro. I Well, I got only only got a, a few more questions for you. Oh, no, so, no. Uh, regarding business-wise, mm-hmm. like I said, you've been. You said seven years or five. Five years. Or five years of the business. So, let's. What's one of the biggest um you experienced success? What's one of the biggest misconceptions that you've you've learned over this time. Something that when you started you believe like you believe something like a hundred percent, but now five years later you like, man, I had that wrong. I had that all wrong. Mm. Is it anything?
0: I think I think under I think undermining the journey itself, like not understanding how long it would actually take to become whatever your version of success is. I think especially given this age, we I thought that we would have been at a million and five sooner. Really. After the first year I was like, Oh, we got this. And I think that I thought we would have got there quicker, but I don't I don't think that success is a is an end point. I think it's still a journey. And I think continuing to keep going and keep growing, that's what I realized. I thought, oh, you hit that first ten thousand a month or that hundred thousand year, that's what success is. But I realized that it's actually the long term, it's a journey. Can you do that again? What happens when things are not good? What happens when you don't hit that hundred K? Right? Do you, you want to do? keep going? So I think that's what I underestimated the actual the journey itself. That's deep too, bro. Because that's something that um, you, you
1: think you think success is some kind of final destination. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the older I'm getting, the older I'm more, resla- more realizing that it's not. It's something that continues on literally until the day you die for real. Yeah. You got to keep going and going and prove yourself and stuff like that. So
0: going back to the marriage example, are you successful at year seven in marriage because you were successful year one? Year seven don't got shit to do with year one. That's
1: right. Year seven can is still end up
0: divorced. Yeah, so year like, seven is year seven. Year six is six, or even ten is ten. Success is not predicated on year one. It's based on which what have you done exactly, for me lately? What are
1: you doing? <laughs> that's
0: right. What have you done for me lately? So that's what I underestimated about success. I thought that you get to that you get to that that milestone is like all right, it's coasting, it. I'm good. That was that milestone. That was just the first lo- level. Hey, well, well, oh, that's funny because what I'm realizing is once you get to that point that you feel
1: like. I'm good I made it that's where the real, real work starts mm-hmm. it's like this oh this where the, the work actually starts at cuz now there's an expectation and a standard that I got to meet every, every single, single time, time now and that's the um that's the part that a lot of people don't realize for real it's like the shit you doing to get like everything you doing before you feel like you made it is the easiest part of the game mm-hmm. once you say oh, I, I made it I'm somewhere now now it's some real shit going on because you gotta you gotta protect that you gotta grow that mm-hmm. and you gotta keep moving in that now you and you gotta work even harder because especially regarding business you got competition yeah and your competition not gonna stop mm-hmm. and you gotta outwork them you gotta keep we gotta keep so it's like like you you get what I'm saying like yeah. there's no um there's really no made it point
0: there's not <laughs> there's not a
1: there's not there's really no such thing as like man I made it because the moment you feel like that point where you feel like I made it is more than likely that you're going to start to fall off. Yeah.
0: Because you're going to get complacent. We was literally talking about that. Uh, I think it was this week or last week where for our cleaning business, we said, all right, we hit five years. Most businesses don't make it. Small businesses don't make it past two it's and, past, and uh, three. Yeah. Most don't make it past five. And it's the same thing with marriage. Like most people's businesses don't make it past yep. a certain amount of years. But we said, what are we doing now to ensure this success next year? It's like, it's great that we've done five years. Like, how do we make sure we go another five years? Or do we even want to do five do more another years? Five. Like, what's, your, what's the end goal here? What's the end result? Or even is there a an end play? So figuring that out where you were like, like you just mentioned, where you feel like you made it, and that's just the tipping point. That's, that's the tipping tip point. point. <laughs> it's like, all right, five years now. What do we go to for the next five? How do we make sure we ensure our first Technically a recession, right? Yeah. How do you ensure you make it through that first recession? Can you make it through? Do we have the funds to make it through? So that those are things we're starting to think about now. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny
1: you mentioned those statistics when they would say um like certain marriages don't last past this point in the same with business. Oh yeah. And it's like because maybe <laughs> trying to make us spell with everything. facts. <laughs> that's facts. But it's interesting because it seems like the link is at the end of the day, in the beginning is easy. Mm-hmm. And, and regarding anything is easy. Like that's why I kill me when I see people. <laughs> When I see people that's like freshening a relationship online, talking about this is what you need to do. You oh man! I'll be like you have no clue. Like you have no clue. Everything is easy and perfect in the beginning. When you get we, to, we see that on social media a lot. Like a they, lot. These they get names. that new
0: relationship. They wait a couple of months and then they post it, and then a couple of months later they stop talking about They're it. Stop talking. Like what happened? It's the same thing with business. You start that new business, you get excited about it. A couple months later, you stop, stop. talking about it. <laughs> No, it's, it's the same thing. It's
1: the same thing, man. And this and this uh my final question I got for you. This is a, this it's not a serious question. It's something like I was thinking about this the other day. Would you would it's a what would you rather uh would you rather question. So, would you rather right now $20 million at age 36. Okay. At this or would you rather start over from age 5 knowing everything that you know right now?
0: I'd take the $20 million right now. Really? I'm not starting over with nothing. <laughs> because I don't know what life has for me at age. If I get back to 36, I don't even know if I make it no, here Let's again. say you make it back to 36. It's a guarantee you make it back to 36. Nah, man. I don't know if I'd have my wife. I don't know if i have yeah. my daughter. I'd take the money now, honestly. I'd, mm. Having the time back is amazing. Having the, the mindset would be amazing. And I see a lot of you know, 18, 21-year-olds right now. It's like, yo, if I had that mindset then, Thanks. killing it. But I don't know if I'd have my wife. I don't know if I'd have my daughter. I don't know if I'd have my friendships, relationships, if I started back over. So I'd take the money now. I agree, what, yeah. what would you take?
1: Uh, I'd probably take the money now, too. The money now? Yeah, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm not 30. I'm almost 30. It's, that's still young. You know what I'm saying? I got like a lot of time ahead of me and I don't want to go back to it's the school years that I'm trying to avoid <laughs> that mother, that K through 12 shit is what that man I man I couldn't wait to get out of school when I was a kid bro I'm like I can't wait to be an adult this school shit I can't do it bro <laughs> so those years I, I there's no way I could do that over so that's that's definitely uh what I would take no, that school system stuff
0: man we trying to figure that out with Alania right now what we want to do with her in terms of school and it's difficult because you want to have the best education for your kid but what does that even mean nowadays so mm-hmm. I'm figuring that out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's
1: that's a Pandora's box, right there. What it does could that mean, <laughs> right? But I, I'll i uh, leave it at this. I was talking to somebody um about this. I ain't gonna say who it was because it was some private advice. It was somebody actually very, very 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 well established and older to have children that doing great amazing things. He was saying because I said I, he know he knows I'm having a daughter. He was like, "Bro, you gotta you gotta you gotta send her send her to private school." I was like, really? He was like, the, I kind of want to do that anyway. But he was like, you have to do it. He was like, if it was a boy, you know, your boy got you. You could give the boy a guidance and advice and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's boys. But he was like, with a girl, you have to be very, you got to be very careful and protective of certain things. And he was like, you don't want to, he was like, I don't think you should want to put her in an environment where it's just like any anybody and everybody. Had, yeah, anybody could get in. He's like, you got to protect that. With boys, it's a little different. They might have to go through a little Grind and a little rough mm-hmm. shit, you know what I'm saying? But he's like, with well, a girl, I would tell you pay that one thousand, two thousand dollars a month and just put her in private school, do some, do maybe do some homeschooling a little bit too. And I was like, I think I'm t- I know, that's probably what I'm gonna do. That's yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a definitely looking into that. But um, before we wrap up, man, I just want to say I, I definitely appreciate you. I know you got a, a flight to catch tomorrow, so I definitely appreciate you taking time to come we're out dope, and chop it dope. up with me. And this was fun. But before I let you go, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, where they, beca- they can become a student of you
0: and everything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys can check out cleaningbusinessuniversity.com. If you want to start and scale a six- or seven-figure cleaning business without cleaning any houses, you can also check out the Heart Dog Hustle really? Podcast. With me and my wife, we have conversations like this every week. Where can China, they watch it? Where can they watch it? Where they can they watch, watch it on, on YouTube. They can watch it on Apple, Spotify, Heart Dog Hustle Podcast. And follow us on Instagram at the Hartrimony. Um, That's a player in our last name and matrimony. And that's T-H-E H a r t r i m o n y, and it'll be in the show notes and and description and all that.
1: Y'all make sure y'all t- uh, check all those things out. If you want to get into the cleaning industry and start your own cleaning business, please, please, please tap in, y'all. They, as you can see, they're doing it in real time, and you can learn from these things and avoid those headaches and those obstacles trying to do it on your own. So definitely tap into that. And you guys can follow me on all platforms. That I'm at official um, Xavier Miller on Instagram, and you can follow. Uh, The Millionaire Mindsets Podcast everywhere as well. And that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next week. Peace.